Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. It has been 117 days since Tony nominations <laughs> were announced. I told you I'm doing it. I know. I'm glad because I forgot. Yeah, I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, a few quick things before we get into today's show proper. Uh, the first one is I released an episode yesterday that was an interview with someone who is literally one of my podcasting idols, the man who hosted the very first podcast that I even listened to, the person who I actually learned what a podcast was so that I could listen to Ooh. his show. Um, and now look at me a decade or whatever, something later. I am now a full-time podcaster. But Take a look at you now. I know. Take a look at me now. Exactly. Anyway, um, that is uh, arts administrator, activist, and writer Howard Sherman, formerly the executive director of the American Theater Wing. He hosted Downstage Center, um, which I first heard on Sirius. Uh, I was just on XM, on XM Radio. Um, and then it moved on to podcast form uh, after that. And that's where I kept listening. Anyway, um, he has a new book out about the play Our Town called Another Day's Begun, colon, Thornton Wilder's Our Town in the 21st Century. It's a great uh, look at a dozen productions from the 21st century. They were offered between 20, uh, 2002 and 2019. They're oral histories, everything from the acclaimed David Cromer production to one that was done at Sing Sing, um, a Deaf West production, a uh, production in Atlanta that was done in rep with um, uh, the Laramie Project. Some really, really mm, cool things. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend you check that interview out and the book. We have a link to where you can purchase the book uh, in the show notes. And Howard did mention on Twitter yesterday that it is now um, available again after being sold out on Amazon. I have links to two other places that you can get it that aren't Amazon um, in the show notes if you want to check those out. So I highly, highly recommend that. Secondly, Ashley, um, we unfortunately have to discuss another sad passing in the theater world. This one of the legendary owner of the theater district staple, Joe Allen. The restaurant's namesake died on Sunday at the age of 87. Joe Allen, the restaurant, originally opened in 1965 on West 46th Street between 8th and 9th. The restaurant was a staple and still is a staple for theater goers and practitioners alike. It is a world famous home of the uh, wall of flops that commemorate Broadway shows mm -hmm. that failed uh, in spectacular ways. Um, Ashley, like Sardis, I have never been to Joe Allen, but it is moving up towards the top of Ugh. my list for my next trip. I know I'm just not a foodie. I just I'm always I so know. busy and I'm I going know. to shows. I don't have time to sit down and have a real meal, uh, but it'll be there on the top of my list next time. So yeah. our thoughts go out to all who loved Joe Allen. Uh, Godspeed. Yeah. Sir. I am, uh, and I've mentioned on the podcast several times in the past, I think at that point when I've mentioned it, it's been begrudgingly because they've gotten rid of my escargot and things like that. Oh, right, right, right. But I'm a regular Joe Allen attendee, one of my favorite players. I was just thinking about it last night and several times this past week before even the news of the passing came out and just how much I miss it. It's one of my favorite places to get a post-show drink. I've had everything from traumatic conversations to business <laughs> meetings there. So this is obviously you know a very, for the namesake, for Joe Allen himself, a very, very sad thing. Everything I've heard about him is that he's just like a very stoic, kind of quiet person, but you you knew where he stood when it came to shows, obviously. They were on the wall. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. And we're going to start by talking about Governor Cuomo's new plan to start testing the waters for the return of theater beginning this month. Not 
the return of theater beginning this month, but starting that process to work towards the be the the reopening at some point. Theater on three, the return of the theater. <laughs> two the theater, the two furious. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, three theater, three furious. Th- please. There you go. Yeah. That makes perfect and logical sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but on Monday, the New York governor stated that New York is currently moving towards a reopening of theatrical venues by using both rapid testing and socially distanced seating. But he did not provide any specifics as to the full scope and schedule of the plan. The state will be using both the Shed and the Apollo Theater to start the rapid testing and social distancing during the previously announced pop-up arts program that will begin in a few weeks. But actually, as we've talked about before, socially distanced seating isn't something that will work financially on Broadway. And that actually is something that was brought up in this next thing I'm going to talk about. Um, And the state protocol actually emphasizes uh, uh, venues need to have proper air ventilation, which also isn't something that is likely to be present in century-old barns that are on Broadway. So actually, I'm happy that they are working towards a plan actively, like not just like theorizing at this point but they're actually starting to move towards that yeah and i'm and i'm excited to see how these pop-up performances work which we talked about last month um and there's like links in the in the article for this that i will put in the show notes but i still feel like we are a substantial ways away from seeing the reopening of broadway potentially off broadway could come maybe before but broadway broadway is probably a ways away i also just don't know how they even do off broadway because that's even less financially viable to do i would think sure but well, I, I think yeah. I think the the smaller sizes might make it a little bit easier, especially yeah, for the, some of these not for profits who might have been able to squirrel away some money. That would be the only sure, way because they're not true. all they're not all based on ticket sales like Broadway is. No, God, no. I mean, a lot a, a lot of the venues, not all the venues, have gotten grants during the pandemic. Not that that's anywhere near enough to take care of yeah. everything they need, but it's something. It's something that they could have planned for, especially when you know everyone is planning for reopening in some form or another, whether we know when that's going to happen or not. My instinct is to be. I mean, <laughs> my instinct is to be a little cynical in general because I you know the plan the ball has been dropped so many times regarding reopening which as you said is very very far away i can't even fathom that we're you know within nine months of opening at this point like i would expect november if anything but it's it's at least a start it's something i don't think you know the idea of doing rapid tests and socially distanced seating is go- it's certainly not the only thing we're going to need to do but it's at least they're looking in the right direction i think we're also going to need to have a minimum percentage of folks who have been vaccinated before we can do something like this oh um, yeah and that is no, still that's obvious. not even a question that's not yeah. a question at all yeah and this is still obviously a ways away but that other thing that I wanted to mention, Ashley, is that last Friday, the PBS NewsHour did a segment entitled Broadway's Closure Exposes Its Sway on the Economic Ecosystem. Kate Schindel, Law & Order SVU's Warren Light, my BFF, Charlotte St. Martin, a uh, working actor, a costume shop owner, were all interviewed. It's a really good segment, uh, and we will have it in the show notes for you to check out. All right, Ashley, let's take a break from the news and head over and talk about our friends and sponsor at ExpressVPN. Folks, just like the world uh, around us, the internet is not exactly the safest, most secure and private place that you can be. 
whether that is from internet service providers selling your data for advertising purposes or from people who have uh, the interest to steal all of your data for their own personal right. gains. It is pretty much the wild, wild west out there. But ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. They create a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. Yeah, a major plus about ExpressVPN is you're not just confined to your computer, your laptop, whatever. It works on everything. So phones, laptops, even routers. Anyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected, even if they don't have ExpressVPN. If, you know, you're a generous soul who wants to share. (laughs) It's also so easy to use. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're in and protected. This is the world's number one rated VPN. Don't just trust us. CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others all say it. They certainly know more than at least Matt and me. So definitely listen to them first and foremost. Yeah. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio today. Use our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio, and you can get an extra three months free. That's F-R-E-E free. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, <laughs> don't forget, one more time, that's expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. Again, we've been talking about the security, the ability to watch things from all over the world. You cannot live on the interwebs these days without ExpressVPN. All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news. On Monday, Broadway News posted an interview with the new Broadway League chair, Lauren Reed. She's from the John Gore organization. She discusses her priorities in taking over the position after Disney Theatrical's Tommy Schumacher finished his three-year term back in December. Mm. Now, obviously, her first priority is getting the theaters reopened, and she boiled down those efforts to three main areas, health and safety, marketing, and government relief. She noted that the league is working with agencies and officials at all governmental levels, as well as advocating and lobbying for relief and support. She also discussed uh, the need to coordinate an industry-wide campaign to encourage fans to come back when shows actually do resume. But beyond the reopening, she said that her first priority is, quote, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Mm. She <laughs> That's funny. Um, she mentioned a number of trainings and seminars that the league has already either hosted or has on the schedule for members, and the fact that they are currently looking to hire someone to fill a newly created director of equity, diversity, and inclusion position. Now, actually, this is all good to say at an interview. Yeah, but <laughs> that's that's why I laughed because, yeah. of course, it is your first priority at this point. You know, a year, almost a year after since the start of Black Lives, well, not even the start of, but you know, this last round of Black Lives yeah. Matter protests. Like, yeah, that's what you're gonna say. Yeah, so I mean, I'm glad that one of the the trainings that she said they were giving to members was in uh, unconscious bias yeah. uh, seminar. I think, which is great. Because, again, the people who are Broadway League members are the ones who make the decisions. So if they are cognizant (laughs) of... If they make any decisions. Yeah. Well, on shows, I mean, they make the decisions. Um, So the fact that they are um, 
or at least have the opportunity to learn about the things that might be going on that they don't understand. That's a, mm-hmm. a, a, a big positive. So Absolutely. we'll see how these things work moving forward, if they work moving forward at all, because between, you know, the Tony <laughs> Awards and their pandemic response, yeah. we haven't seen a whole lot of working going on, at least publicly facing. So we shall see. They're doing less work than I am. And that's really impressive. Gotta <laughs> hand it to them. <laughs> the Broadway League, the Ashley Steves of not work. Exactly. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> all right. Right, Ashley, uh, the great work continues over at the National Theater's NT at Home. The original British production of the Tony-winning revival of Angels in America is now available on NT's official streaming service. Now, of course, like almost all streaming services, National Theater at Home is a paid service, but you can subscribe for $12.99 for one month or $129.99 for the full year. Now, there's some great stuff on the service already, Ashley, in addition to Angels. I scrolled through some stuff. There's a ton of classics and some new shows that I've never even really heard of. Um, And there's obviously surely more to come from their archives of especially like NT Live and stuff like that. But um, if anything makes it worth subscribing, Angels in America would definitely be that. Everyone, myself included, I'm absolutely included in that everyone, but everyone has been calling for Angels in America to be on NT Live in some form, either NT Live or NT at Home. Just easily available (laughs) since it closed on Broadway and obviously before that too, but that was the most likely time that we would actually get to see it, despite it being overseas. Uh, I am a notorious Angels in America fan. I will be watching it again as often I as I have like a seven hour period of time to watch things <laughs> in. Yeah. Oh, I just love it so much. And I, I really love this production. I you know, Andrew Garfield wasn't my choice for uh prior, yeah. but you know, I'll watch it again. I'll be happy to see yeah. Nathan Lane again in his Tony winning performance. Yeah, and this is the same production. I think the only difference was that Lee Pace was on Broadway, but not in uh, the NT productions. But I so was otherwise, thinking he was in the NT production as well. Um, maybe he. No, maybe you're right. Maybe it was somebody else. There was a guy who was um, on a TV show. I think it was called Quantico. Um, who was replaced because he was filming oh. when he came to Broadway. Uh, maybe it wasn't Lee Pace. Right. I don't remember who, which which character. But there's one person that's different from London to New York, but everything else is the same. All right, let's get into the feel-good recommendations. Ashley, this is something that I know you have not seen yet because I don't think you watched the Super Bowl. And, oh, dear uh, God, no. <laughs> but one of the commercials that happened on a Super Bowl Sunday featured Tony-winning Hamilton star David Diggs rapping through what is kind of like a mix of Sesame Street and New York. It featured a ton of Sesame Street characters, including most prominently Big Bird. Um, it was great. It was fun. It was cool to see. The only problem was it was for DoorDash, which is That's not the best. That's the unfortunate thing. Yeah. 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 Not not None of these delivery services are great because they treat their employees like crap. But David Diggs with Big Bird is awesome. So highly recommend that. Um, and then the other thing that um, I actually made you watch before we started yeah. recording is <laughs> the first a... Time. a is a yeah the first time we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, is from I guess a CBC, which is a Canadian network, yeah. a TV show yeah, called yeah. Twenty Two Minutes. And I think it actually aired on Tuesday night. So depending on when you're hearing this, you if you have access, maybe if you need ExpressVPN to watch it uh, yeah, online, yeah. Uh, but Get that plug. it's a it's a parody of like a 
um, a sequel to Come From Away. I think it's like they say Come From Away 2. Don't. Yeah, something like uh, that. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, wait, that's actually a Come From Away cast, but it's not. Um, it's very funny. Um, highly recommend that, especially with the news that Come From Away is going to be filmed and available to stream in I September. I loved this. I didn't expect to love this video as much as I did. Very, yeah. very funny. The Canadians are just funny people. Like, uh, I, you know, the old uh, SCTV stuff and uh, all of the stuff with, like, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, and, yes. And Radner start there, too? Ooh, that's a... Good question. I'm because not I think sure. she was in, she was in like that original Canadian production of Godspell that Eugene Levy and all of them were in, and Victor Garber yeah. was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I might not be right, but if I'm I wrong, mean- tell me. But I think I'm right. <laughs> I'll definitely tell you once we all figure it out. 22 Minutes yeah. is essentially, I guess, the Canadian version of SNL, cause I, but, you know, but I don't know if it's live. So I guess it would be closer to like Mad TV or something like that. Cause I know it's like sketch and news stuff and like, you know, just general satire. So that's what this is coming from. Very cool. Well, check that out. Uh, we will have a link to this video in the show notes. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley's going to have to edit the hell out of the show because I've had... I'm keeping one in. I'm keeping that last one in. I've had hiccups for like... There you go. For like the past two hours and I can't get rid of them. We tried to record... Once we stopped, we came back. I hadn't been hiccuping. Then once I started talking, it happened again. So, I have to Ashley, say, where can people Matt, find you? Matt, <laughs> Matt, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. No, this is Ashley. But I have to say, Matt is a consummate professional because I've just been laughing the entire recording. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with myself, but like, you can't get <laughs> mad at yourself for having hiccups. Like, it just happens. No. It's not like... Anyway, no. Whatever. <laughs> Don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Get all of our episodes before they're released in the actual feed itself. Everybody have a wonderful hump day. I'm getting out of here before I hiccup again. Have a great time. <laughs> we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs>